hey, Joe Casaboni here, and I'm just letting you know that how I built it is now Streamlined Solopreneur. So if you're seeing a new artwork and a new name in your podcast player, that is expected and by design. The new name better reflects the mission and really what has been the mission of this show for the last few years, and I'm really excited about it. All the links in the show notes and how I built it will still work, but the show also has a new home over at streamlined.fm if you want to check it out. Thanks so much for listening. Real quick before we get started, I want to tell you about my free weekly newsletter, Build Something Weekly. You can sign up for it over at buildsomething.email. And it has all sorts of things, insights and questions. It has the top takeaways of each episode weekly. It has the latest content I've created. And it's generally where I first announce new things I'm working on, like this new Beyond 8 workshop that I'm putting together to help podcasters fight pod fade. You can find out more about that and everything in my free weekly newsletter over at buildsomething.email. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 238 of How I Built It, the podcast that offers actionable tech tips for small business owners. Today's sponsors are Text Expander and Nexus. You can find out about them later on in the show. All of the show notes will be over at howibuilt.it slash 238. As an elder millennial, TikTok as a platform scares and upsets me. I'm not really sure how to use it to grow my audience if I even can. And I'm worried it's just going to be a huge time suck. But according to Rebecca Simon, if your business isn't on TikTok, it's a huge missed opportunity. So naturally, I asked her how a small business owner can make the most of the platform. Rebecca offers some of the best advice I've heard for any social network. So if you're wondering how you can grow your audience through TikTok, this episode is for you. I promise it'll be more than three minutes. Plus, in Build Something More, I ask Rebecca how some of my favorite TikToks, which made it to Instagram Reels, were made. If you want to get ad-free extended episodes of this podcast, including today's bonus conversation, and you want to get them a whole day earlier, you can join the Build Something Club. That's just five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year. And you can sign up and see all of the show notes for this episode over at howibuilt.it slash 238. Now, let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that offers actionable tech tips for small business owners. My name is Joe Casabona, and I am excited to be with you today. I am excited to bring on today's guest. Her name is Rebecca Simon. She is a business coach for virtual service providers at the Success Society. And on top of her entrepreneurial journey, we're going to be talking about TikTok, something that scares and upsets me. Hopefully by the end of this conversation, I will no longer be scared or upset. Maybe I'll even be on TikTok. As an elder millennial, uh, I feel like the deck is stacked against me, but we'll see. I'm excited to talk to Rebecca. Rebecca, how are you? Hi, I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. 
Thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this because like I said in the intro, um, my babysitter uh, who was 17 at the time was telling me about TikTok, this new thing called TikTok. And I opened it and I'm scrolling and then like 10 minutes go by and I'm like, where, what happened? Uh, and so I immediately deleted the app because I have children and I was like, I can't do this. But now all the TikToks are making it over to Reels, Instagram Reels anyway. Uh, and in a previous episode, I, I spoke to my friend Jean Perpignan and he uh, mentioned try out various areas of content, repurpose. And so I've been doing YouTube shorts and maybe that's a fit for TikTok. I don't know though. But before we get into all that, I've been, I, we're like three minutes in. I've been talking too much. We're here to hear from you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So um, my background, I started in a corporate setting. I actually was one of those people who really enjoyed my job. I didn't mind going to the nine to five. I, um, my job was in human resources and I was a director of human resources. Um, but at the time, I was doing a lot of babysitting and a lot of nannying. And there gets to be a point, I feel like, in a lot of people's lives where they just like don't want to watch other people's kids anymore. (laughs) (laughs) They want to find other ways to make money. And I did one of those Google searches, like how to make money online Mm. or, you know, side hustles, stuff like that. And I fell upon the world of virtual assisting. And it completely opened up and changed my eyes. Um, I found this world of what being a virtual assistant is, what being a virtual service provider is or was. um, And I started working as a virtual assistant. And as I became more and more involved and passionate about my VA business, I started to care less and less about my corporate job. And I learned how to leverage all of the skills that I had from my corporate job and apply them in my online business, which um, grew and which I then I was able to grow and scale my business to a point where I was able to leave my nine to five um, and scale past the salary from what I was making at a direct, as a director of human resources. So it's been a really cool journey. Um, my platform of choice is TikTok, which is uh, definitely out of the norm these days for people. It's getting more, um, getting people are starting to get more into TikTok, but um, that is my platform of choice. That's how I communicate with my community, my audience. I started on TikTok, I think, kind of like you, I downloaded the app thinking nothing of it, thinking, you know, maybe it'll pass the time during, I think it was like the middle of quarantine where Mm -hmm. everything was locked down and you couldn't go anywhere. (laughs) And I started to get into it. And I was like, you know, this looks really fun. And I started just making small TikToks about my life as a virtual assistant and as an online business manager, because I transitioned from being a VA to an OBM. And the response that I got was overwhelming. Like people didn't know the same feeling that I had when I Googled how to make money online and like fell upon the world of being a VA is the response that I got the more I was putting myself out there and telling others about my experience being a virtual assistant and being in the online space. Awesome. Uh, So there are a couple of things I want to touch on here. When you said babysitting and nannying, that was in the, uh, the, metaphorical stages. Is that metaphorical or you're literally watching children? 
Oh no, I was literally watching children okay, for okay. extra money on the side, like on the gotcha, weekends. And I gotcha. was just over it. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I was over it. When you said director of HR and then you said babysitting, I was like, do you mean like the employees were babies or, but no, you were literally. Uh, there's nannying. a lot of babysitting in that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and then um, the, the world of being a, a virtual assistant is, is interesting to me, right? Because I think I have a VA, she's based in the Philippines and, and she's been great. Um, but I've been thinking more about, um, you know, cause she's like, you could always give me, she didn't explicitly say, give me access to your email, but she's like, you know, I do these services where I can have access to your email. And, um, I think about the tasks I have her do, which she might be listening and transcribing to this. So Ani, you're fantastic. I'm very happy to have you aboard. Um, but, uh, I, I see kind of a delineation between, um, these specific tasks that generally I'll make a video on exactly how to do it and send it off. And, and she always is really well with that versus um, finding somebody who thinks a little bit like me and understands my business so that I, I don't have to do as much instruction. Um, so maybe just quickly, we can, we can touch on that a little bit, right? Because you are, you're based in the United States is my guess. I am. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Um, I think so people get confused. So let me start by saying there's a ton of different types of VAs out there. The term VA is such an umbrella term because under the umbrella, you have specialists, you have generalists, you have um, online business managers, which is kind of a little bit different than a VA, um, which I'll talk about next. That, that's but what OBM so stands for. I was going to ask you about that. OBM. Too. Okay, cool. Yes, yeah. exactly. So there really are VAs for so many different things. There's VAs you can hire to help pitch you for podcasts. There's VAs that you can hire that'll just schedule all of your social media posts and manage your calendar. So there's really VAs out there for everything. Um, but there is a difference between a VA and an online business manager. And the way I like to explain it is a VA is the doer, right? The VA, you give them a task, they'll knock out the task, they'll get it done. They'll follow directions. They will, um, whatever you give them as far as to be completed, as long as you train them, right? And you have SOPs for them to follow, or if you show them, they should be able to complete the task. Um, an OBM, an online business manager, is someone that plays more of a strategic part in a business. So they are more strategy, more looking at the metrics, more working with the CEO so they can step out of the day-to-day -day operation. So they're usually the ones checking in with the VAs, making sure things are on track, making sure that deadlines are going to be hit, um, managing launches or different projects and that type of thing. Um, so the OBM is more of the delegator where the VA is kind of the doer. Um, and a lot of VAs will realize that, that they want to become OBMs. Um, but then there's also different types of OBMs. There's tech OBMs. There's um, OBMs that specialize in team management and HR and recruiting. So there really is a huge umbrella. But an OBM and a VA, the biggest difference I would say is an OBM is definitely a strategic role versus a VA is the doer. Gotcha. I love that. Right. So again, if we look at, um, my example, right. My VA, definitely a doer. She 
will upload and schedule this podcast. We have a very clear process for that. We I built a handbook with her. Uh, another VA, perhaps that um, uh, is uh, maybe a, a different VA, uh, could check and manage my email inbox. Maybe reach out to sponsors or or potential guests. The OBM is somebody that I would work with to be like, okay, these are the things I want to get done this month. Make sure the VAs do their thing. Make sure the sponsors are taken care of, whatever, right? Yeah, like let's look at your monthly goals together and figure out how we're going to get there and figure out who needs to do what. Do we need to hire a special VA for this? Is it something that the OBM can take on and we'll help you game plan, map out, get to those goals and then manage the whole process. So the CEO or who like the leadership team or whoever maybe can really step out of the day-to-day operations and focus on content or focus on the things that's most important to them in their business. This episode is brought to you by Nexus. Look, I know what it's like to spend too much time managing your website instead of your business. In fact, the previous host for this very show made it harder for me to focus on creating content because I was always trying to fix some problem with my website, especially on new episode days. And that's why I switched to Nexus. With Nexus's managed WordPress hosting, I don't have any problems to fix because Nexus fixes them for me usually before I even know about them. I don't need to worry about my site going down on new episode days or updates or backups. I don't even need to worry about plugin vulnerabilities. Nexus has me covered. That's why I can be so consistent. And now they have membership sites with WP Quick Start. A membership site, especially if you're a creator or small business owner like me, can be a fantastic way to increase revenue. But there are too many moving parts for most people who just want to set something up and start making money. Membership sites with WP Quick Start does it all for you. That is great hosting. So check out Nexus today if you want a website and not a project. For a limited time, you can get 50% off your first six months. Just go to howibuilt.it slash nexus. N-E-X-C-E-S-S. That's howibuilt.it slash nexus for 50% off your first six months. Thanks so much for Nexus for being a sponsor of How I Built It. So fantastic. We have a, a little bit of background. Um, uh, on, on your website, workwithbecca.com, uh, it looks like you have a, uh, a VA a virtual service provider directory. Now, um, a virtual service provider looks like a blanket term for both VA and OMB, right? These are just maybe people who are doing things who are not in the same room as you. Is that about right? Yeah. So I do have a virtual service provider directory, which are, are people that I vet and that I work with personally, a lot of the times I hear business owners get very frustrated. Like, oh, I hired a VA and it didn't work out. Or I hired a VA and it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, So I have a free matchmaking program. I also have a directory if you're looking for um, someone specific like a OBM or a social media manager or a VA, or if you're not really sure what you need, um, the directory can kind of help too. And that gets updated on a regular basis. Um, But it's really a way to 
um, help the problem. I hear consistently, like, I can't find anyone good. These are my vetted people and people that I know will (laughs) do well and um, help. These are my vetted people. So I know like these are people that can help you in your business if social media or whatever virtual service you're looking for. Um, And if you've had trouble hiring, definitely check the directory out. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's great. That's, I think that's always a very important problem, right? Because when I was looking, I didn't know where to start. I did all this research and then I posted a job on a website and got like literally thousands of applications. And I'm like, how do I even know which ones stand out? You know, so, um, just having, you know, a, a personal connection or a personal recommendation is always really great for that. Um, awesome. Yeah. And then too, like half of it is finding the right person. And then mm-hmm. the other half is on the business owner, making sure that, you know, you have your systems in place, that you have um, good delegating skills, that you can gl- give clear direction if you don't have an OBM. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never too early to start putting some SOPs in place, setting up a project management tool. You can prepare for a VA. So then that way, when you are ready to hire a VA or any virtual service provider, you kind of have the tools already in place to make the onboarding successful. So you get the most out of the relationship with working with them. Yeah, I think that's another great point because I, you know, I, I talked about this a little bit on uh, episode 208 with Matthew Yeas, uh, who kind of has a, a VA um, service, right? And, uh, but yeah, part of it was I didn't have systems in place. I just kind of assumed I could hire somebody for less than minimum wage here in the United States, I'll just say, um, and be like, do this and then just let them do it. But that's not the case at all, right? If I want that, I need an OBM who knows and understands what I need uh, and can delegate, or I need to implement the process I've done, which is record a video of me doing it, narrating it, then having my VA write out the steps me reviewing the steps and then having her do it. So, um, yeah. And then even then, you know, I need to review some of the show notes are like kind of not, you know, I'm like that book, that book that Rebecca mentioned or whatever. Uh, and then she'll like link that, right. (laughs) All right. That book Rebecca mentioned or whatever. And I'm like, well, this, this is exactly what I asked you to do. (laughs) I don't expect you to know, uh, what I was thinking when I wrote that note. Right. Um, so that's, that's fantastic. Now, um, the the convergence of being a VA or an OMB with TikTok. Um, you know, as again, as an elder millennial, I started on Facebook. Well, actually, I started on MySpace after much resistance. Um, but Facebook was the cool new thing when I was in college. And then I started to like Instagram more because there are fewer words on Instagram, just pictures. So I don't have to deal with people's opinions. Um and I've been really into Instagram reels and I noticed every, virtually every Instagram reel I watch has a little TikTok watermark on it. So um, maybe first for those my age and older, uh, I keep saying this, I, I'm not going to ask. I have no idea if we're around the same age. I'm just, I'm going to say I'm 35 at the time of this recording and you can use that information to frame this whole thing. What is TikTok? And how does it work? Right? Because I just thought TikTok was like dance videos. Yeah. I'll first start by saying that the direction 
marketing is going in and marketing trends, it's video. Um, you see that with Instagram Reels. Um, I think Instagram just announced a week or two ago that they're no longer a photo sharing platform. They are a video platform. So the direction that social media and social media marketing is going, um, it's headed towards a video, whether anyone likes it or not. Um, <laughs> but TikTok is not as scary as it seems. I'll also start by saying that um, TikTok is a form of social media, right? And like any new social media, it's new at first. It's scary. Anything new, right? You switch to a project, new project management tool. You're like, oh my God, what is this? I don't know what I'm doing. Um, that's kind of what it feels like at first to switch to TikTok. TikTok can also be a rabbit hole of endless mind entertainment videos that can get you stuck for hours and hours and hours um, at two o'clock in the morning when mm. you're trying to go to bed. But when, it can when you're also trying to figure out like, which voice all these people sound like? Is it Ginny, Luna, yeah. or Hermione, right? I just like, oh, yeah. I think I just dated this episode now, but that's okay. <laughs> no, it's um, it's not as scary as it yeah. seems. And if you're not using TikTok in your business now, you're definitely missing. It's a missed opportunity. It's a missed opportunity for sure. Uh, TikTok is pushing videos to other people, whereas Instagram is not pushing you to new people. You're not really getting pushed to the discovery page. You're just getting pushed to your followers and no one's really following anyone new on Instagram. On TikTok, you're getting pushed to hundreds or thousands of people from the TikTok algorithm. So new people are seeing you and new people are discovering you versus Instagram. I also think Instagram is just like way intimidating and just way like... I just don't, I have different feelings about Instagram, but there's like, TikTok, it's like too many features, right? It's like, is this a story yeah. or a reel or a live or a photo or all of them somehow? And I, you have to do the caption and yeah. people are like, Oh, your feed has to be cohesive. And mm -hmm. you got, like, you got to use the hashtags. Yeah. And it's just a lot. Whereas TikTok, it's, I like hate to use the word more casual, but it's fun. It's a lot more fun when you right. learn how to use it. And it's totally a missed opportunity to get yourself in front of new faces and use it as leverage in your business. Amazing. Uh, I really like that. Especially the, cause this is a really great point. I, again, I was doing reels for a while um, and they were showing up in front of, you know, they were getting like 2000 views or whatever, way more than like my stories or anything on my regular image feed. Uh, and then I'm like, what do I do with this information? Like, what do I, what do I do? Do I have a call to action at the end of my reel? That's like, here's like 55 seconds now, like subscribe or whatever. Like, what do I, what do I do with that? So, um, it's really interesting to hear that TikTok is a missed opportunity because, it, it, they're getting you in front of new eyeballs. I think that's the YouTube algorithm is, is scary and confusing. Sometimes uh, maybe the TikTok algorithm is a little bit smarter or because it's more focused, it's, it's easier to understand. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Your quality still has to be there. If your videos aren't quality, right. the TikTok algorithm is not going to push your videos to the for you page. You still have to have quality content, but the algorithm wants people to discover new people. So 
whatever your call to action is, whether it be um, an opt-in or checking out your website or signing up for a free masterclass or whatever that looks like, or, you know, getting people over to your Instagram page to start following you there, you're putting yourself in front of new people. And that's something that you can't really do. Instagram is trying to do, but mm-hmm. you, you haven't been able to do that with Instagram in years. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, inherently, right. Instagram is owned by Facebook. Facebook's core mission was always connecting friends, right? People who have already formed that connection. That's really interesting. Um, Okay. I I love this. I'm loving every minute of this. Um, Video quality is important. You said video. I have an iPhone 12 pro max. Again, I'm dating this, right? The new iPhone is going to be announced by the time this episode comes out. Uh, So I will probably have that one, my friends. Um, is that good enough video quality or should I be using like my 4K camera, right? Like is, is, is there some uh, low enough quality and then there's like too high of like, will this look too produced on Instagram or, or on TikTok rather? There was a question right in the middle of what's, what's, what is good video quality and is there too good video quality? I guess is the, is the question. Um, I would say there's no such thing as too good of video quality. I think I shoot. So I shoot with just my iPhone. I don't even know what type of iPhone this is. Gosh, uh, maybe a 10 or an 11. Um, but I shoot and edit and add all my captions and I do everything in the TikTok app because that's what I'm used to. And that's where I feel most confident editing. So if you feel most confident editing, on Final Cut or on a different, on Instagram Reels, uh, if you feel um, more confident editing somewhere else, you definitely can. Um, I started on the TikTok app, so that's where I feel most comfortable Mm -hmm. and confident editing my videos, which translates into better quality. Um, I mean, you definitely don't want to use like a flip phone from, (laughs) you know, like like my uh, first smartphone, right? In like 2006. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, But more so think about the quality of the video that you're posting as far as content too. Because you you can shoot on an iPhone, you can shoot on whatever camera you have. Um, But also thinking about the quality of the content is also super important too. Awesome. So that actually makes me think uh, perhaps a fun segment uh, for Build Something More. Because I do, I see these TikToks and I'm like, how did they do that? So I'm going to mention what I think is a popular TikTok. And then maybe you could tell me how you think they edited it and build something more. We'll do a couple of these. Is that okay? Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. Totally unplanned. If you are not a member of the Build Something Club, head over to buildsomething.club because I think this is going to be a super enjoyable Build Something More at the end of the show. Um, Awesome. So... As far as, so that's video quality. Great. Like I have, you know, you have an iPhone. Do you connect an external microphone to it or do you use just the regular, like I'm overthinking this, right? Cause I have like, I, I have multiple <laughs> microphones, you have right? So many yeah. microphones. <laughs> um, so oh, that built made it, me laugh. <laughs> for those who, for those who can't see the video, I just pulled like uh, my boom microphone in frame too. So, uh, but, uh, so built-in microphone for your phone is, is fine. Start with what you got. Start with what Love you got. That. Go from there. Don't overthink it. I think depending, you know, it's new, right? New is scary. New is anything new can be intimidating. Start with what you got and go from there. Awesome. 
Love that. Um, yeah, because I think you're absolutely right. I spent all this time, again, with the reels. I was like, I have a switch pod and I have this external microphone and I'm going to frame it and then I'm going to import it to ScreenFlow and edit it there. And then I'm like, this takes too long. Uh, why do people do this? This takes too long. Uh, and now you're like, I edit in the TikTok app. And I'm like, yeah, that's smart. That's smarter, right? Um, you know what though? You have a tech background. So that's not surprising that you think that way, right? Yeah. Like you're like, okay, like this, like that's your area or your zone of genius. So I would be surprised <laughs> if you didn't think like that, but you can do it all in the, in the TikTok app. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, any day that somebody references my name in the same sentence as genius is, is a good day. Um, <laughs> My daughter said, she's like, daddy, you're a genius. And I'm like, thank you, sweetie. I hope you don't meet more people. Um, <laughs> uh, so um, I'm just kidding. My daughter is fantastic. Uh, okay. So oh. video quality, content quality. How do we come up with content? Is it like vlog style? Do we need to take advantage of the memes um, to, to grow? Or, or you know, I, I was doing like podcast dictionary for a while. Here are some common terms. I feel like that's good content. It did okay on shorts. It did pretty good on reels. Um, or is there like some mix of the two? Like content, like vlog content, useful content, memes. Yeah, there's definitely a balance between educational, relatable, um, again, TikTok is definitely more casual as far as platform goes. Um, and you kind of have to figure out what your audience likes and what your audience responds to best. TikTok is one of those apps, like for example, Instagram, everyone gets very offended. No, not offended. I don't use that word, mm -hmm. but like, you know, this person's copying me. This mm -hmm. person did the same thing as me. Like yeah. this person, you know, it's whereas TikTok wants you TikTok, the whole point of trends is to copy someone else. Gotcha. The whole point is to take a trend. It will one of the main strategies of getting yourself out there and getting yourself pushed to the for you page is taking a trend, which makes things so much easier because then you don't even have to think of new content. Right. <laughs> Take a trend and you just apply it to your own niche. So whatever trending sounds are, whatever those sounds you hear over and over and over again on TikTok, yeah. how can you apply that to your own niche? How can you make it your own? So how can you put your own twist on it? Um, so it really is taking the trends, which is part of it, not all of it, Right. part of it, a good place to start too, especially if okay. you're newer to content creation, take the trends, and put your own twist onto things. And if you're really new to TikTok, you don't have to. I think there's this misconception that you have to, you know, show your face, do some booty dancing, wear um, shorty shorts, <laughs> and <laughs> be 15. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to put yourself out there or even show your face in the beginning if you don't feel comfortable, like work your way up to that. There's things that you can do like a day in the life or behind the scenes or mm. what it would look like to work with me. Thinking about your ideal client and what kind of content they would be interested in and play around with it and have fun with it. Um, and then work your way up to, you know, the fancy ones. Like you'll, when you feel more and more confident. And as you practice editing and as you practice using the different effects, you'll feel more confident creating TikToks and you'll get faster and you'll have more ideas on how you can use different effects. And 
as you continuously use it, you'll get more comfortable in it. And then you can kind of see what your audience is receptive towards um, and create more content from there. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander. In our fast-paced world, things change constantly, and errors in messaging often have significant consequences. With Text Expander, you can save time by converting any text you type into a keyboard shortcut called a snippet. Say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling, and message errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say. When you use Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. Text Expander lets you make new approved messaging available to every team member instantly with just a few keystrokes, ensuring your team remains consistent, current, and accurate. Text Expander can also be used in any platform, any app, and anywhere you type. So take back your time and increase your productivity. But that's not all it does. With its advanced snippets, you can create fill-ins, pop-up fields, and more. You can even use JavaScript or AppleScript. I can type out full instructions for my podcast editor, hi Joel, in just a few keystrokes. Another one of my favorite and most used snippets is PPT. This will take whatever text I have on my clipboard and convert it into plain text. No more fighting formatting if I'm copying from Word or any place else. Last month, I saved over two hours in typing alone. That doesn't even take into the account the time I saved by not having to search for the right link, text, address, or number. You have no idea how many times I want to type out a link to a blog post or an affiliate link and I can't remember it and then I have to go searching for it. That generally takes minutes, but since I have a text expander snippet, it takes seconds. Text Expander is available on macOS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. I've been using it a lot more on my iPhone lately because I've been working from my iPhone more uh, because there are days when I'm just not in front of my computer right now. If you've been curious about trying Text Expander or simple automation in general, now's the time. Listeners can get 20% off their first year. Just visit textexpander.com slash podcast and let them know that I sent you. Thanks so much to Text Expander for sponsoring the show. And now let's get back to it. Okay, so basically I'm going to get on TikTok today. Uh, the first thing I'm going to do is that dance with the French song. That's like this one, right? Uh, where yeah. it's like sold my first sponsorship. And then that's like my audience is podcasters who want to make money. Uh, then work up from there, right? Do the podcast dictionary stuff or like about to record an episode behind the scenes sort of thing. Um, I love that. And you could even take clips of some of your podcasts and start by just posting them on TikTok too. Like start there if that's what feels good to you. You know, start with something. Awesome. Love that. Uh, okay, we are coming up on time. And the last thing I do want to ask you is about that call to action, right? So, I mean, it's more casual. It's, you, you, um, it's more behind the scenes. You got to find the right balance between educational and relatable. How do I, let's say I have a, a TikTok. First of all, an individual video is called a TikTok. Is that right? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. Because, yeah, you know, some people are like, oh, I have, a, I put out a new podcast today, but like podcast is the thing and the episode is uh, the, the individual thing or blog post versus whatever. Um, and uh, okay, so I put out a TikTok, let's say it blows up and it's got some number of views that is considered a lot to TikTokers. Uh, how do I... 
I don't want to say take advantage of it, but how do I take advantage of of this newfound audience? And you know, if you're interested in what I do, do I say sign up for my mailing list? Do I just say follow me or link in profile? Like, what's what's the call to action? Yeah, I think in the beginning, it's really important to start by creating a connection first and creating um, your uh, creating your authority and um, showing people that you have value and connecting with your audience first. And then um, obviously you want to make sure you have your links in your bios and the standard things like that. Mm -hmm. But um, as you start growing your audience and as you engage with your audience and your followers, um, the first thing I would say is you can ask them in a video like, hey, if you enjoyed this video, make sure you just kind of like YouTube, like make sure you follow me for more. Or there's things you can do like series, right? Like you can have multiple series. Like I did um, a series on myths about being a VA. So you can have different parts. So then that way they're incentivized to follow you so they can hear the different parts and come back for the different parts in your Mm. series. So, and then when you start building that community and that audience um, and you're engaging with them and you've really warmed them up, you can host things like, I mean, it depends on what your end goal is. I would also think about what your end goal, why are you on TikTok? Like, what is the point? Is it for visibility? Is it for, you know, to get them into your email list? Does it get them is like, what is the main purpose of you posting content on TikTok? And then you can create calls to action from there. Um, But I would say the first thing you would want to do is just start by building that audience and getting momentum and warming them up. People on TikTok, generally speaking, they don't want to be sold to Mm -hmm. immediately. That's not the audience where you're like, you know, buy this. They're going to be like, who is this person? Who do you, who does, who do they think they are? But start by warming them up and creating that connection. And then you can do things like asking them to follow you on Instagram or um, heading over to your email, like sign up, signing up for your email list or um, things that, um, things that get to your end goal. Gotcha. That that makes sense, right? You again with Reddit, for example, you don't want to go on Reddit and the first thing you post is like a link to your own blog post. Um, yep. You want to provide <laughs> same thing. You want to provide value first. Love that. Uh, and then, like you said, you get to know your audience that way, and then you know what a an effective call to action would be. Um. Well, uh, Rebecca, I gotta say, you've delivered on your promise. I'm I'm legit going to try out TikTok. Now I have those shorts. Yay. Uh, so I have a bunch of pre-recorded video um, that I can start uploading and, and we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Um, yeah. Before we wrap up, I do need to ask my favorite question, of course, which is, do you have any trade secrets for us? Yes, I do. Yes, I definitely do. My trade secrets are if you're feeling stuck and you don't know what content to create. Well, I have two. I have two trade secrets. All I right. have two. So the first one is if you're feeling stuck and you don't know what content to create, sit on TikTok with your eyes closed and just scroll and listen to the sounds and scroll and see as you're listening to the sounds how you can apply those sounds to your niche. Wow. 
I love definitely that. one of my secrets. Yeah, that's great. My second secret I will share with you is that while you are on TikTok in your free time and you're mindlessly scrolling and you're not thinking about work and you're just kind of in the TikTok rabbit hole at two o'clock in the morning trying to go to bed, when you're watching content, comment and engage in other people's posts and videos. Because as you start growing your followers and as you start growing your audience on TikTok, when you comment on someone else's video, it'll pop up first when another follower is looking at that same video. So people can get to know you and engage with you and get to know your personality even when you're not creating content. So even if it's like a funny video, like like a relatable video, I did one, um, I commented, someone was getting like a tattoo removal and the person who was doing the tattoo removal was so encouraging to this person that was like getting it done. And I commented like, oh my gosh, like I would need that sort of encouragement too, because I also had a tattoo removed. And let me tell you, like it hurt. And I commented that, And all of my followers saw that comment because it came up on the top of that video for them. So if you're following someone, it'll come up at the top and it kind of gives your audience additional ways to get to know you and to form that engagement and that relationship with you. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. Well, thank you very much. This was was really great. Uh, Well, Rebecca, if people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, um, I am obviously on TikTok. <laughs> My handle is a virtual assistant coach. So definitely check me out and follow me there. Um, I am on Instagram. My handle is workwithbecca. And then my website is workwithbecca.com. Uh, and definitely feel free, you know, shoot me an email, shoot me an Instagram. I also have a membership called the Success Society. So it's a low offer. I also have a membership called the Success Society, um, which is a way to work with me where I provide monthly coaching calls, guest expert trainings, and so many other tools and resources for virtual service providers that are trying to launch, grow, and scale their businesses. Awesome. Awesome. I will link to all of that and more, maybe even my own TikTok uh, on the show notes over at howibuilt.it slash... Two three eight. I don't think I said the episode number at all this episode. So episode two three eight. It'll be in the top bumper when I record that later. Um, Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And thanks to everybody listening. If you want to uh, see, I'm going to pick just three random TikToks I've seen, uh, and I'm going to ask Rebecca how she thinks that they were made. If you want to hear that conversation. Head over to, again, howibuilt.it slash 238. There will be a sign up for the Build Something Club there. Uh, and if, if this is where you leave us, thanks so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something. <laughs>